Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse DePlanis. And I'm Kathy DePlanis, and we're so happy to be back again Praise for another God. boardroom chat. I like the, the title of boardroom chat because that's where decisions are made in our ministry, you know, globally in, in yeah. every area. So we never, uh, now we have our own studio, and used to do it in our actual boardroom. Right. That's but, how it but got But we started. kept the name because decisions are still made even here as well as there. Yeah, and life-changing decisions are, are made by people that watch. We Amen. get great testimonies about that all the time. Well, we trust and believe, God, that you're enjoying these things. Uh, according to your comments and, and uh, the things that you send here on, uh, on uh, with the social media stuff, they must be enjoying it pretty well. Yeah, I got one that wrote that says, uh, God bless you both in Jesus' name. D David says, I appreciate being on your channel. I have learned a lot. I love it when you say, pray for your enemies. God bless you both. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, I would rather hit the enemies, but you can't do that, you know. <laughs> pray for those that this, uh, bless do. those that curse you and pray for those that spitefully <laughs> use you. That is not an easy scripture, no. but it, it is doable. Let me just say this. That's right. You know, a few years ago, and, and I say it constantly all the time, the Lord gave me a, it's a very simple revelation, but yet it's very profound. And he said this, believe the unbelievable, receive the impossible, because it's doable. Right. And when he said doable, I thought, well, my Lord, who's going to do it? And he said, I will. So as I began to put that into practice in my life spiritually, physically, and financially. And I began to kind of look in scriptures to find out where God told some people to believe the unbelievable mm -hmm. and to receive the impossible because it was doable. And one of our, I want to go to the book of uh, <coughs> excuse me, Genesis chapter 18. First, I want to read, yeah, I've been, I've been sucking up pollen like crazy, you know, wiping my truck off. <laughs> it's all yellow. Blow it out over that way. I blow don't want any of that. it. It's <laughs> just weird. But anyway, God decided to create a nation with a woman who couldn't have a baby mm -hmm. and a man who's too old to perform to have a baby. Both of them will pass the age of, of childbearing or Producing, let me say that. Yeah. First, let me just read verse seven, uh, chapter 17. Genesis? Verse, yeah, Genesis chapter 1. Chapter 17? Yeah, chapter verse, 17, verse 1, I'm verse sorry. One. And Abram was 90 years old and nine. The Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Notice what God said. There's almightiness in me. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And I will make my covenant between me and thee. And will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Then God changed his name. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abraham, but thy name shall be Abraham, or Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee, and I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. Well, I'm in that verse. Mm -hmm. I'm the seed of Abraham. Right. And watch this. I'm also a king. He made us kings and priests in this life. Right. The next verse confirms Okay. That. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee and their generations for an everlasting covenant. I like that. Mm -hmm. To be a God unto thee and to all and to thy seed after thee. Now, I, 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 that's, that's, that's a powerful prophecy. Yes. That's God himself talking. Mm-hmm. But how easy it is to forget when God tells us to do things. Yeah. And this wasn't the first time God told him that. Oh, no. Back in Genesis chapter 12 is when he first yeah, told, told him, him to leave his that place. he would be a father of nations, that all the nations through him would be blessed. Well, memory is very important in your Christian life. Now, I want to go to chapter 18. Okay. And I want to read 
in verse 1, and the Lord appeared to him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent during the heat of the day. So God decided to have a visitation. I love that. He sent down, the, 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 some people call them angels, but I mean, they were some powerful, powerful beings. One of them was Jesus. I believe that too. Now watch this. Now he didn't got this great prophecy. Okay? So you would think coming from the mouth of God himself, he's physically hearing God talk. You think, how could you not, how could you forget that? But then you see the nation of Israel, they saw the mountain smoking, God talking, and they walked away from it too. Well, today people same are way. the same way. They, they quickly forget God's goodness, his mercy. So these three show up, and Abraham says, well, you know, he's, he's very nice. He says, uh, well, let's cook him some food and be a blessing, you know. And you know that if you read verse uh, chapter 18, and it was the judgment that was coming to Sodom and Gomorrah. But watch this. And I like to read verse 11 of chapter 18. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of woman. Okay, now notice that. I wanted to read that before. Verse 9, I want to go back up. And they said unto him, well, let me go to verse 8. He took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed, set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. So angels do eat food. And they said unto him, where is Sarah thy wife? He said, she's in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. Hmm. And Sarah heard it in the tent, though, which was behind him. Now, I just read you verse 11. Now, these are very old people. Thinking like great grandmas. Great, I mean, really old. Much older than us. Yes. <laughs> and verse 12. Now, here's the woman. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Verse 14 is where I want to get to. Hmm. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Okay. You've been wanting to get out of debt all your life. You've been in debt since you was a baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> I Brother Kenneth Combs said that he had a mortgage on his tricycle. You know, all that kind of stuff. That's almost impossible. I mean, there's just no way. And, you, and the reason why you say that, you look at the amount of money you're making. Hmm. When you ought to be looking at the amount of seed you're sowing. Because when you sow your seed. At the promise. That's right. Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. See, this is more than just money. This is taking care of you from that you become a, a good man, make an inheritance for his children's children. Mm -hmm. The statement I want to get to is, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Mm. So what do you think? Maybe you've just been diagnosed with stage four cancer. They say, that's it, Jack. Especially if you've got pancreatic cancer, that's the worst one. You're not going you're not, you're not to make it. Brain cancer, you're not going to make it. But what did Jesus say? He said, death and life is in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That's the word of God. In the beginning right. with the word, the word was right. God. Old Testament and new. You see, so what are you going to believe? And you need to ask yourself this. When you begin to have doubt in your mind, is there, say it out loud, is there anything too hard for the Lord? I like the way the Amplified says it, Jesse. He says, is anything too hard or too wonderful 
for the Lord. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful. Think no. of the promises God has given us are so wonderful, and, and they're, they're not too hard for him. There's another scripture that says the same thing in Jeremiah. Oh, yeah. And, and chapter 32. Oh, you're coming prepared today. Yeah, Look at I, you. I did this. Verse 37, uh, God I'm was impressed. talking to Jeremiah. You know, you press? I can still impress the woman. Glory <laughs> to God. And this is the translation. I thought from we the were all going by the seat of, you know, like yeah, you I said. am. Okay. But I just, I just pulled this up. Okay. I was thinking about that. And it's the, the common English Bible or version of the Bible. It says this in verse uh, 27. Jeremiah, I am the Lord God. I rule the world. I can do anything. Mm. If you want to it, you can go to King James. It's the same thing it says. Uh, in other words, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And I just wanted to, and I began to look at all the different translations, and most of them just say, is there anything too hard for the Lord? But I like the common English Bible. He oh, said, another, I'm the Lord. Uh, I can do anything. And go ahead. If you're going to go there, I have this other, I have a little reference right. point here in my iPad as well. This is the English Standard Version, I think it is, of okay. Job 42.2. He says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. That's it. That's another one. Now, if you think about Job, they say, most uh, biblical people say that, now, this boy's got boils. Boils hurt if you ever had a boil, man. He's covered with them. Mm -hmm. And it was approximately nine months. Lost everything he had. Lost his kids. Lost everything. Right. Had a woman tell him to cuss God and die. That was I mean, his wife. Everything. Yeah, his wife. And uh, make a long story short, three friends that come look at him and look at him for seven days, don't say a word. And finally, when they do say something, they say, what you did wrong? Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure he's in a sackcloth and ashes. Watch it because he's in physical pain. Man, boils hurt everywhere. But God was there. You see, sometimes the devil wants to try to shut me down. And try, sad to say, he'll try to get the church to do it. Right. Or he'll try to get a Christian to do it. Well, you know, and I'm going to say something that sounds arrogant and cocky, but I don't mean that. But I'm very confident and assured of what the word says. So when people say that to me, I say, you're just not ready for me yet. Not that I'm better than you are, but I'm not going to waste my faith on people that will not believe what God says, mm -hmm. that will throw it down and say, don't cast your pearl before swine. I'm not calling you a pig. What I'm saying is yeah, I that I am not going to do. You're just not ready for me. You see, and I can prove this. Many times the Lord pulled on me to get saved. Now watch this. I'm going to prove this, but I wasn't ready for him. I heard Denzel Washington say that one time. He was raised in a Pentecostal family, I believe. And he said, huh? did you get saved? He said, many times, but I didn't live it. And the reason why, because he wasn't ready for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Wasn't ready for the, Jesus be the Lord of your life, not just the Savior. Mm -hmm. Because when he saved you, he washed all your sins anyway. When he's Lord, then it's not your will, but his to be done in everything, spiritually, physically, financially. So is there anything too hard for the Lord? I would tell this to the people right now that are watching uh, in the Ukraine with all this terrible war and your cities are being destroyed. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? That's easy for you to say, Brother Jeff. No, it's not. I mean, you know, I mean, I haven't been, I haven't been, we don't have missiles coming in here, but we have a lot of, like, was a couple of weeks ago, we had a tornado was ripping up stuff and hurricanes and all that kind of, blowing up, tearing up things. But is there anything too hard for the Lord? Nothing. That's why Kathy gave me that revelation. Believe the unbelievable. Receive the impossible because it's doable. So when I go to my finance department, because it all, it all falls down. It, it all comes to me. Lock, stock, and barrel. Now, I have directors. Kathy is the CEO, chief operating officer. But if there's not enough money in those accounts, we've got several accounts, in those accounts to pay staff, to do whatever, I mean, they may go talk to the director, but not very long. 
It's going to all wind up at my desk. The buck stops with me. All right, because too much is given, much is required. To whom much is given, much is required. And so when you understand that, you have to, so I sometimes, and I go, whoo, Jesus, you want me to do this? And he says, is there anything too hard for me? Mm-hmm. And I like that in the, common, the English common, Bob. Uh, it, I can do anything. I'm the rule of the world, uh, of the right. universe. Right. I can do anything. So you have to convince yourself that God can do anything. So when you're going to, a tr- to trouble, temptations, tests, and trials, instead of going, oh, Jesus, help me, say, my God. I'm coming out with this with such an unlimited faith to believe. Mm-hmm. Now, when God told that, Sarah laughed. She wasn't believing it. Mm-hmm. Abraham, though, he got to a point where he considered not. He staggered not. And he was fully persuaded. What made him get to that level? He realized there was not anything too hard for God. That's good. Is anything too hard for you? For me, well, if I try to do it in my own strength, right, yeah. there's no way that I could get you to get born again. That was my big, yeah, big issue I when, when I first got born again. But I realized that God can do anything, and I didn't give up because I trusted in Him, and He was faithful. Well, the reason why it took long is because my will was involved in it. See? Right. You know, even when you're praying for yourself and you got just you to take care of, uh, yeah, that's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you got other people, then you got to cons- take into consideration their will. Give me an example of something. Uh, and I know I'm hitting you, for, uh, I'm just shooting at you. Something that you thought, whoo, Jesus, I just don't know if we can do this. When God first called you to preach, uh, was you trembling with fear and trembling oh, when you yeah. went out there? <laughs> yes and yes. <laughs> I was, but I just felt like I had to do what God was calling me to do. It was something within me that was for pushing me forward to do it. And I had to learn to uh, do it even though I wasn't, could, didn't feel qualified. Right. I had to just do it in obedience. I was thinking about how, uh, I think it's Isaiah, it talks about, is the hand of the Lord short? Yeah. means it's not, a, not capable of doing it. But Because there's nothing too hard for God. I mean, I'm just doing some cross-referencing here while you're talking about it because, you know, I never know what subject he's going to teach till we sit down. Well, neither do I till I sit down. Well, you got your little references there. That, so you, you know what I got this? I got this five minutes before I came here. Well, uh, the I'm statement, glad. The I think you could have done that in, in my duplicate. <laughs> Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Right. I said, I know something about Kathy. She likes different translation. I used to just use the old King James Version. Right. So I went and get some, see? Well, you um, don't need to. I've got it right here. Kind of, oh, oh, I forgot well, about that. Yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, you got, so you now got you're that taking iPad. away the one job I got right here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just, you know, I was thinking about that verse, how, how powerful it was. I remember when my dad was living and he was diagnosed with liver cancer. Uh-huh. And that verse really became real to me. And, and God says, my, his, my, my hand is not short, basically, that verse. I'm, I'm going to go find it in a minute while you chat. But it's so important to realize that God has a plan and we don't have to wait for it. I'm, I'm going to look for it and find it because it, okay. that's a verse that really touched my heart. Well, let me ask you a question Isaiah. since you're the pastor of the church. What is the plan from God for coming to church since you're the pastor? Well, we've taken on the same plan. Who is we? we? Well, me, I'd say as a congregation, our church, okay. our vision is the same vision that God has given our ministry, which is to reach people and change lives once all at a time. And I remember atta- looking at different projects and uh, maybe outreaches that we do. Is it reaching people? Is it changing lives? Is it effective? Right. And how do we go about doing it? That's how you should approach anything. And so sometimes it's re- uh, changing the lives of the people who are already here. Sometimes we have to go outside of the church. There's right. outreach. There's inreach. But uh, that's, that's part of the, the reason that we do that. We stay, stick with that. And that's the plan of God. My plan that God gave me, he said, go to the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's why I have never slowed down. 
in 46 years of preaching. That's why I believe the unbelievable, because it takes so much money to do what God wants us to do. I wish it didn't. In other words, he's telling me, believe me for 14 satellites. Ladies and gentlemen, that's $6 billion with a B, B-I-L-L-I-O-N. That's uh-huh. a lot of money. Yeah. That's not counting these cameras that, that we're using right now. They ain't counting any of all this other stuff. Right. That's just one major project. I took on another project the other day. I, I, got, I, I hear people, yes, they're struggling for insurance companies to pay for them for all the damage that happened during Hurricane Ida and different things. And I said, I'm going to believe God to be self-insured. Mm-hmm. Self-insured means this. I got to believe God for an extra $100 million. Now, what, do you need that much money to cover all these buildings? No. No, no. I think I could probably build everything for about $40 million, but you got to have liability costs because people sue you and do all that kind of stuff. And that's why you have to add that stuff in there. So I, I, let me show how easy God said this. We've had over $35 million, Am I right, George? $35 million what, 300,000, something like that? People have contacted us. You know how the Lord told me about $100 million the other day? It blew my socks off. He made that sound so simple. Is there anything to hold the Lord? He said, well, do you want to be self-insured? I said, yeah. I said, well, I want to be self-insured. I want to self-insure your stuff. I ain't talking about me personally. I just want to insure, all, insure your stuff. He said, well, believe for 100,000 people to give $1,000. That's 100 million bucks. Hmm. We've had 35 million since January 20, uh, I believe January 2020 to the end of uh, what, uh, March? No, uh, February. We'll get it here in March pretty soon. He didn't say 35 million, he just said 100,000. So I've set my faith on that. Mm -hmm. I I don't get any of that. So we can, we ain't got to worry about nothing, and we don't worry about it anyway. But I'm just saying, if something breaks, we just fix it. We just do it. See? And this is what came up in my spirit. Right. Is there anything too hard for me, Jesse? Well, this is the verse I was just thinking about. Okay, wait, too. let me finish that little stuff. Okay. And then to do that verse. Is there anything too hard for me? Well, you know, when, when I first saw $100 million, and right now I'm believing for $6,364,000,000, $6 billion for the satellite, the $364 million for all the other things, then he adds another $100 million, then I'm going, woo. I mean, woo, that's big, big money. Is there anything too hard for me? I'm not getting a dime of this. I'm not getting a raise. I'm not doing... <laughs> this is all his stuff. Yeah. You know, see? And I said, no, Lord, it's not. I'm going to trust you and believe you. He causes... He, he gives us partners. We got partners, man. If you ever come to our ministry, what people love... Keep that verse Love more than anything is when they go see the partner wall. They're everywhere. I mean, they go down the line, around where the air conditioner inside the partner office or partner care. It's all over. And the Lord gave us a prophecy. He said, you will have not have enough room on the walls to put all the pictures. We asked people, if you're a partner, would you send us a picture about that big or something? Like that? And we put it on the wall. Mm-hmm. So there is not anything too hard for God. So I had to quote, my, quote that to myself several times. And I didn't just say it like this. Saying this, I say, hey, Jesse, listen to this. There is not anything too hard for God. Now, read your verse. Go ahead. Well, uh, can I say something? Yes, you can do all you want. I was (laughs) preaching here. Yeah, you are preaching, but it just reminded me of that's really our vision for the year. 
God, Jesus told us, go do the work. Yeah. And a lot of go people say the work sometimes when you look at go do the work, because he says the works that I do, it's in John chapter 14, mm -hmm. the works that I do, you're going to do, but you're also going to do them greater. And that could be overwhelming. Yes. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Well, no, it's nothing's too hard for the Lord. Nothing. This verse that I wanted to read is from Isaiah chapter 53, and I misquoted it slightly. but And this was the verse that really touched my heart when I was believing for my dad to get healed and yeah. he did get healed and restored and Mr. Then, yes and then he lived for much longer than the doctors yeah. ever expected well he wouldn't have made it a couple of months with they, that kind of cancer right man. and he lived several years and, yeah. and but praise the lord anyway he says Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1 says who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the lord revealed you see that's the key right there you have to know have a revelation that god's strong his strong in fact jesus quoted this verse in John chapter 12 and he said um, that the saying of Isaiah, the prophet, might be fulfilled, which he spoke, uh, Lord, who hath believed our report, and to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? So Jesus himself quoted this verse, and this is where they were rejecting him. So he was, he was declaring what God wanted to declare, and the people of that day needed to believe the report. Sure. They needed to realize that nothing's too hard for God. And the same message that Isaiah had to his generation, Jesus spoke those words, and they're for us as well here today. And again, in Romans, Paul quotes it, or that from that same verse, it says in Romans 10, chapter, verse 16, it says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our the report? report. And then he goes on to say, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the only way that you can believe the report, only way that you can believe that nothing is too hard uh, for God, nothing is impossible, right. but he, everything that he does is wonderful. The only way you can believe that is by getting in the word of God, reading right. the word of God, letting it get into your heart and say transform your way of thinking. Not yeah. just saying what you want, but right. say what you want based on what the word of God yeah. has Amen. said. You know, a lot of people want to have a long wish list and they have this little... This little, this little statement of what they want. Maybe they, they call it a vision board. And it's good to have those lists. And I've done that. Yeah, but I each one on that list, I would have scriptural reinforcements, you know, uh, that would reinforce the arm of the Lord, that God has promised Amen. me this and I'm believing for it. Amen. So find, find it out in the Word of God. And, you know, it's so important that you not only put your eyes on it, but it would be good to write it out or type it out. Amen. I think they say it writing it out is the best way. Something happens with that hand-to-brain connection. It just that's, it works that way for me anyway. Well, Habakkuk says make the vision plain. Right. Write it. In one translation it says put it on a billboard. Yeah. Let's make it big so that everybody that runs by can read it. See, I, people don't understand about Jesse the Prince. It takes millions, not, I wish it would be a million, a month to run this place. Now, you know, people say, well, it's, you know, he just got. No, we have no, uh, in, in the terms of the natural, if people don't support us, our partners support us, this place shuts now. You know, just, yeah. That's, Do you understand? That's I have no uh, security or injury. Uh, no, God does. I mean, God, God, I'm talking about in the natural. To do all this, and yet been preaching 46 years and have never had a financial deficit, have always been blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going there. Why? It's the prayer of faith. Right. But sometimes I have to say to myself, because these things are getting bigger, because maybe as I'm getting older, I didn't want me to do quicker, more things, because the time is short. Man, he's saying, I want you to believe the, come on, Jesse, I need you to do these things. So I just go forward. Then he makes me do things that in the natural, you got to be nuts. 
at this time and frame, but yet I don't make no difference. This is what he said to do. Right. That's what we're going to do. Right. So I look at that. I'm like, Abraham, is there anything too hard for the Lord? So people say, well, suppose it don't work. I don't consider that. I consider not and stagger not at the promises of God. Yeah, and you have to know what you're called to do. Like yeah. you just came back from a church that was celebrating a 40th anniversary, I think yes. it was, and you brought back this beautiful little purple hand crocheted or hand knitted yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, little hoodie. A baby. A little baby for a little baby. And I remember reading the note in there that this is for someone either, uh, you know, or unless you and Kathy are, are like Abraham and Sarah, I said, I said, I think no, they said in the note, <laughs> no, give it to not. someone on your staff. But they, that was really clearly a possibility. It happened to, don't, don't listen when I'm talking. I'm to listening because I, I was see, there. You was not there. It's going, let me finish. Okay. <laughs> You're just hearing it from me, but go ahead. No, but I mean, it was so funny because uh, they were saying you could have given it to, you can use it, Kathy and, and Jesse, if you're going to have another baby. We can. If I decide I want to do that, I can. But that's not the will of God for me and you. And I just want to <laughs> yeah. make that clear. Yeah. You Praise know, the Lord. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Now, what? I, I just had, remembered an it, April Fool's joke I played on you one time. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> we were, this was, was years ago. I just loved it. Years ago now. Jesse was, has always been notorious for playing jokes on me and doing things. So I try to do my best to get back at him when I can. I remember one day he was running around the track and I was walking. I, I used to exercise. I don't do it now, but maybe I need to get back in it. Anyway, I, I exercise a cup of coffee like this. I do other things too. I walk to the coffee pot. Yes, right. That's walking. <laughs> anyway, um, so he's running around the track. I'm walking. So he laps me. I said, Jesse, I want to tell you something. He says, wait, I'll come back. So he comes around. He said, what is it? So I said, and I'm, I'm still running. You're still running. And that's when I say, uh, I'm pregnant. And, and Jody was like maybe 15 at the time, 14 at the time. Yeah. And, and you just, you just shut lost your down. stride. I thought, oh God. And he just, but he still kept going. He thought it was true. So when he came around the next time, I said, uh, April Fool's. <laughs> April Fool's, then I wanted to kill a woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I did one really much better than that. One time I said, um, I said, Jesse, look, I want to let you know, because he had just come back from a meeting and he had this beautiful Harley David motorcycle. Davidson oh, motorcycle God. that he put in this trailer. Can I say it? 1992 Heritage Soft Tail Classic Turquoise and Cream Harley Davidson motorcycle. <laughs> he had this beautiful motorcycle. Anyway, we kept in this little trailer near Hard the ministry because we didn't have a garage at the house. And so, but I told him, I said, Jesse, just I want to tell you this. Look, it's okay. It, it, it's fine. You know, uh, your motorcycle's fine. When the building slid into the ditch behind the ministry, it fell. Your motorcycle's in there, but, the, but your motorcycle's fine. Oh, he's going like this. And then I, and he really thought it was true. Oh, I thought that. I think he'd I lie. Said, April Fool's. <laughs> April Fool's. Another April Fool's. I had so much fun with that. I guess it's not <coughs> funny to you, but I just like to play jokes. Well, you know what? I love that motorcycle. Because you've done that to, things like I that I love that me. motorcycle so much that the Lord told me to give it away. I actually gave it away twice. I had a person get mad at me one time. They thought I was lying because they heard the first part when I gave it away. And then they heard me talk about the second part, which was different. Well, and they thought you I know, had lied. When, you, when you're preaching, you, you, we record everything you preach, mm -hmm. and then they become a product, and then sure. they're out there, so they're dated. And then the story changed, and you tell them the story again, and they, they must have heard them out of sequence, and they really... So they literally thought I, I was lying. I wasn't. No. What happened is I gave it away, story. and then it was given back to me, and I thought, praise you gave God, it I'm going to keep it. And then I gave it away again. But see, they heard only one, so they thought I was lying, and, and actually quit. Uh, coming to our meetings and quit supporting them. And I tried to explain. I called them. They got on the phone. I tried to explain it to them, but they just wouldn't hear it. I'm sorry, but I, I still miss you. I don't, you know, that's not the issue. I know in whom I have believed I'm persuaded. Well, like today, for example, yesterday I'm running out there and the wind blowing 
and the pilot hit me in the nose, and I'm, and I'm doing all the kind of stuff. So I told Kathy last night, I said, man, I'm hacking like crazy here. And um, what they call that, a, a spring, what? It's not a cold, what do they call that? A, like know. an allergy or something? Whatever you call it, I don't know. And, um, and I said, he said, well, you're you, you going to be kind of snorting going. I said, well, that ain't going to stop me from doing this boardroom chat. Don't make no difference because I know if I shut up, Kathy can talk. So. I can talk. Yeah, she can talk. She actually want me to shut up. She want all the time. No. But anyway. We want you, to, I just want it to always be a dialogue and not a monologue. I right. just want you to take over. I'm, take over. <laughs> I'm not, so when you understand, is there anything too hard for I can for answer that. No. There's there no. is not. What are you believing for? What is coming against you that it just so... I don't know, overwhelming is the right word. I heard a terrible thing that happened. We, you might have heard about it. About two weeks ago, we had a real bad tornado. It, very seldom we get tornadoes down in New Orleans. And they hit into a suburb called the Araby uh, here in New Orleans. And there was one person that was killed, 25-year-old man. I mean, in great shape. They said through blunt trauma, I guess, when they found his body. House just, just dissolved. I mean, it's what... You can imagine with the family. I mean, yeah, you lose the house, but oh God, when you lose life, that's even right, worse, you right. know. But then I thought about that, and I said, "My God, you know." Uh, and I, re you know, who, I really believe maybe the Lord just—you can't prove it's true, and I can't prove it's not. But I believe in the midst of all that. I didn't know this man. I don't know any of these people or any, whatsoever. He may have just cried out and said, "Lord," and the Lord just took him, took his spirit or something like that. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? All I do know is. Uh, life has to go on. Mm. Now, that ain't easy sometimes right. for life to go. So, I mean, I, I, I understand that. I have compassion on those things. But God's word is still true no matter whether you receive something or not, you know. And when you understand, uh, there's a thing, there's a passage in Luke chapter 5, verse 17. And uh, the Bible said that, that, that Jesus was preaching uh, to these Pharisees and says, and the doctors of the law were sitting by. And I mean, these people were theologians, but yet there's a guy who has four friends that tears up a man's roof and he gets healed. Mm -hmm. Now, the power of the Lord was present, but, but it was not received. See, right. the man that got, that got the miracle was the one with the palsy. But really, the power of the Lord was present to heal who? The Pharisee and the doctor because of the law, but was, they wouldn't receive it. Because Jesus was teaching, and that's how faith comes. They wouldn't comes. receive it. See, that's power how faith comes. faith comes by hearing the word of God. If, you are, if you're one of my partners, and I write a partner letter every month. In fact, we had a wonderful little text this morning. Thank you, Holly. Uh, Holly sent said, boy, I just got my partner letter. It's so wonderful. Ooh. I always end my partner letters with, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Yeah. Faith will keep you. Because it'll make you say, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Nothing. I feel right now that some of you, you don't know what you're going to do in the next uh, hour. Well, let's pray right now. Come on. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I stretch forth my hand to this camera. Yes. Faith destroys all distance between them and us, Lord. And you, I ask you to do a miracle because nothing's too hard for you. Yes, Lord. Lord, I draw the bloodline. I plead the blood Thank of you, Jesus Lord. Christ over everyone that's watching today over all their possessions, over all their children, over all their family, yes. over all their business, over you, Lord. everything. Lord, I decree and declare now, I open up my eyes and look at the people and go, you, in Jesus', Jesus name, Jesus. you are covered and protected by the word of the living God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Just felt real strong about that. Amen. Now, I'm pretty sure Sarah says, whew, I don't know if I can believe this. Well, there was one man, uh, Jesus came up to him, he said, will thou be made whole, can you be healed? And I like what the man said. He, he didn't say, oh, yeah. He said, Lord, and called him Lord. 
Help my unbelief. Yeah. In other words, this is as far as I can go. Well, you know, when Sarah was first and married, and they were first married, you know she probably believed she would have a child. Uh -huh. Probably believed the next year, maybe the next year didn't happen, five years go around, still believing it didn't happen. So here she is late in life, probably years and years of believing and then gave up. Yeah. And a lot of people come first to that point where they, they gave up. Yeah, lots of things. She went about, uh, tried to go about it in the wrong way to get what she wanted, but that didn't work out, of course. But God doesn't want us to give up. He has a plan for us, even though things look impossible. Like she said, nothing, God says, nothing is too hard. Oh. That's a word for so many that are watching today. And it's a word for us every single yeah. day. Because every day the, the, the enemy is pumping out and broadcasting it loud and screaming it out. That's too hard. God can't yeah. do that. God, yeah. maybe, and maybe they'll even say, yeah, God can do it, but he won't do it for you. Yeah. And so God wants us to, know, to take it personal. If he'll do it for anybody, he'll do it for you. I like what he says. If God be for you, who, who? can be against you? Yeah. You're more than a conqueror. My, you see, I mean, a conqueror is great, but when you're more than a conqueror, boy, you, went, you went to a much higher level That's right. than just being a conqueror of something. Right. Now, you've taken control over the situation. <clears throat> you see, so when doubt comes, I have a book. I wish all of y'all could get called. I, I love it. It's called I Never Learned to Doubt. That is really That's me. That's your newest book. My newest yeah. book. Doubt is a form of atheism. It really is. See, when you doubt the word of God, you're doubting that God exists because in the beginning was the word. The word was God and the word was with God. That's in the book of John. Go read that. See, it's a, it's a form of mental anemia. And I need to preach well, that too. Yeah. I, you know, when you understand that, you know, but when you understand that, uh, is there anything too hard? I like that. I love that translation. I'm God. I can do anything. I can just do anything. Yeah. And I've been in situations where if God wouldn't have showed up and showed out, I wouldn't be here today. I've yeah. been down in three airplane crashes. Thank God that God was with me. Mm -hmm. You know, y'all make jokes because I've had so many crazy things happen. He said, was it you or one of my, my brother-in-law said, man, I bet your garden angel asked for reassignment. Got much, much trouble you've been through and all this different. I mean, you know, I mean, I had people try to electrocute me twice while I was preaching. By touching a microphone, 240 volts on the microphone. Mm -hmm. And thank God I didn't touch it when I got about this close, like where this glass of water is right here. I, I could feel zzz, zzz. I hadn't touched it, but it was so powerful. I could whoa. And of course, that person, they, I mean, the police arresting him, that's attempted murder. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. I didn't press charge. I said, no, I mean, you know, I said, it's just the devil that caused that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then being flipped around on airplanes and everything, just come out, you know. And I flipped the car three times in over in. And I mean, they said impossible to live in the newspapers. And yet I came out. I wouldn't even say in those days. And yet God was protecting me because of my mama's prayers. Mm -hmm. You see, the promises of God are far more powerful than the sins of people. My mother would look more at the promises than if she wouldn't my sins. Mm -hmm. And actually she was saying this, is there anything too hard for God? Right. Now it looked like it was at times because yeah. of me. I'm pretty sure it looked like it was when you were believing for my salvation. Especially when I cussed that pastor out on Sunday morning in his church. Mm -hmm. And that's when you turn to me and say, don't ever invite me back to church again. Oh, so God, that's no. why I say I had to go stealth. I had to go in a different direction. You know, but it's, Covert you operation. You can't give up. You can't give up. You cannot in do fact, that. In fact, I, I want to go back to what you were reading. You read the scriptures therefore, because Sarah laughed. Yeah. The Bible says she laughed within herself. Uh -huh. You know, nobody else, maybe, maybe Abraham didn't even realize that she laughed at that word that she heard. Yeah. But there's nothing that's too hard for God. And God knew that she said, he says, God said that you laughed. And she says, he did, in verse 15, she says, then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. See, fear will make you do stuff that will, will steal your, your, your uh, promise. So you have to learn to resist fear. 
Even though it sounds outrageous, sounds impossible. And right. it was impossible for them at that day. But God had set them apart for, with a divine destiny. And so many people pass up their destiny because they allow fear to rob them of the plan of God Amen. in their life. You know. And I just refuse to give up. I mean, you know, it, it don't take much to quit. Just stop. But it takes somebody to persevere. I never forget years ago, you know, I was never a, a, I made every sports team I ever went out on. I made the baseball team. I made the uh, football. But they needed people, needed people like me to, like the football. I was the practice squad, so they could just beat up on us, you know, the good guys. You know, I'm talking about the first stringers. They just beat us to pieces. And then, uh, you know, or if I was on the baseball, somebody to pick up the bats and whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, but so, I, but I enjoyed it, and that was tough. I mean, I could I could take the hits. You were kind of small, and you I was small. Yeah, I was not big enough to be a what I call a good football player. I weighed 129 pounds when I went to high school. Yeah, your your gift was in music, but you still music. wanted to be involved yeah. in all these other things. And I, and I was involved in a lot of different things. And uh, but I, uh, you know, I never forget, and I didn't believe this, and I don't even know she's still living. My ninth grade, I, I joined the choir. I don't know why I did. I just did. And Probably Mrs. had some girls in that choir. You oh, they had lots of pretty to. girls. Miss Hublin <laughs> was her name. I don't even know if she's still living or not. I mean, I, I'm going on 73 years old. This is when in ninth grade, so I don't know how you are in the ninth grade. What, 15, 14, 15, something like that? And she said, you have a talent. I was standing there, and she played this song, and I listened to it. And she said, now, Jesse, and she called me out. I didn't know what she was going She said, now, I want you to... Uh, I want you to, can, can you remember back the notes? I said, yeah. She said, can you, can you remember a bar, which is for? I said, I can remember the whole song. She looked at me like I lost my ever-loving mind. She said, you remember the whole song? I just played it once. I said, yes. And you'd never heard it before. Never right? heard it before. She said, show me. She said, come out. So we, I came out and, and on the piano, and I went, da 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 And she said, how did, how did you do that? I said, I don't know. I just hear it. And you know I'm like that. If I hear a theme in a movie, I can go play it on the piano. Yeah. She often, said, you have a gift. I remember after we watched, watched The Godfather, he came back and played that on the piano. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just hear it. How do you do it? I don't know. Uh, yeah. But it's not hard. Some people say that's cutting me hard. It's not hard for you. No. What happened is I received that gift. Because you have that gift. And she... Uh, she could not get over that. Mm -hmm. And she said, and she said, you're throwing away this gift. Mm. You should use this, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and I just heard it. Well, the thing is, is so what I'm hearing right now when you're saying that, yeah, it's hard for me to do that. I can't do that. I learned to read music because I was in the band as a kid. But, and I've taught myself a little bit of piano so I can read it. And I, but it's slow. You, it, you don't even read music, but you hear it. I hear it. You do it. I can hear them it's notes. It's so amazing. So, and it's hard for, it would, it's hard for me, but it's not hard for you. All you have so to do is transfer that, it to your hands. All the things that we need for mind. all the things that we need for our life, things that we want to do. Yeah, it is hard for you, but it's not hard for God. Right. And while we all our part in this is to believe Him and trust Him, and even though we may have 
Fear may have caused us to laugh inside or doubt inside. Sarah received her promise. Oh, she did. She's listed in Hebrews chapter 11. They said that she trusted God, believed God because he was faithful. So she had a, in the end, she had a good report. Did she have it? At first, she may have laughed at first because fear will make you do something you really don't intend to do. But God is so loving and so merciful, and he'll help you to recover from that. And she received that promise. God spoke it, and it came to pass. Within a year, she had that baby. I'll tell you what. That baby was part of God's promise to get Jesus. Amen. Of course, the lineage of Jesus traced way back to that baby. Is there anything too hard? See, you may, maybe it's too hard, but God will always send you someone. Let me give you a prime example. So Kathy says, I have a musical gift. Some people say I do. I don't know. I play 11 instruments. I mean, you know, I can, I just, how? I don't know. I just know how to do it. That's, yeah. But watch it. There's some things. I love artwork. I mean, I'm, I mean, I like all kind of artwork, paintings, things. And uh, I had a wall in my house that I wanted to put these big, huge paintings that I had. I had bought these paintings many, many years ago from an artist named Diane Mendoza. So I looked at this wall, and they are seven foot tall, these paintings, by five. Five by seven. Five by seven. Feet. And I thought, God, I don't know if I have enough room. I, I don't know if that will all fit on that wall. I didn't know how to do that. So Kathy comes in from the ministry. I said, Kathy, all these paintings, you think I could fit that on that wall? She said, so uh, Rick Romanger was with us. Uh, he's, he works for me. And Kathy asked him to measure the wall. So he measured the wall, I guess the height and the width or whatever it was. Kathy came back. She, she gets on a piece of paper, and she put that big, huge wall because there's a 32-foot ceiling in this place. And she, she mathematically put it down to one inch, I think it was, on the paper. He says, oh, yeah, it'll fit. In fact, you have enough room for that tapestry, too. And I thought, there ain't no way they can have <laughs> well, to want to, But that was easy for I her. didn't want you to do, nail, nail it and then put it in. Oh, we got to redo it. It would take like a day. Days and days but, to do see, that. See, you have that gift. I don't have that. I mean, I, I and then it's it's one of the prettiest walls that I have there. I mean, I mean, and I look at the, yeah. I remember God, cutting God. down, cutting out little uh, squares. Squares that was equivalent to scale down to five by seven size of the painting was, and it was like a little puzzle. And I, I love, still don't get it I how love she did puzzles. it. Puzzles. He still doesn't understand. You don't have to get it. I don't I have to. It. She was. The, see, see God sent her. I don't have to figure out. I just listen to you play so the beautiful God sent piano. Her. I don't have to learn. Yeah. So God yeah. sent her. To help me to put that, because it was one of my desires in my heart. I tell you that all the time. I'm your helpmate. I'm sent to help you. Sometimes you don't let me help. You. I know. I, I tell know. you a lot of yeah. things to do. He doesn't always listen. Yeah, but there's some things you I tell you. You see how much long you would be if you'd listen to me more often. Oh, well, where? Give me an example. <laughs> oh, help honey, me out here. We'd be here for days. <laughs> oh, we'd be here for days. Listen to this one. Y'all pray. Let me lay my hands on Jesus. Help this one. <laughs> no, you, you're supposed to say thank you, Kathy. <laughs> thank you, Kathy. Thank you. But you know, it, it's just such a so. What, in other words, my weaknesses are her strength. Which are very few. <laughs> and my strengths are her weaknesses, which are a lot. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just joking. You see, that's one of your weaknesses I just made a right joke. There. I just made a joke. It's, everything doesn't have to be a joke. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's much nicer to laugh than <laughs> yeah, to cry. It is. You know it's what I'm saying? So when you understand what God is saying here. What's he saying? He's saying this. There's <laughs> nothing too hard for you. Yes. You want to be debt free? You can do it this year. You want to walk out that hospital? With no more sickness, you can do it today. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I'm not just trying to make you feel good and, and oh, hope, get your hope up and then you just crash. And, but you're going to have to exercise your faith completely because everyone's going to look at you, especially people that don't believe and say, well, it may sound right, but that don't work. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just keep going. One of the greatest healing evangelists I guess we've ever had was a guy named Smith Wigglesworth. I mean, people getting healed left and right. This is all documented stuff. Yet he had a terrible time with uh, kidney stones. Doctor said he would not make it. And there was sometimes he couldn't make it to a meeting. He was in such pain, but he mm-hmm. didn't stop them praying for healing. He would go to that meeting and he'd be laying there. He said, they said, you can't walk. And, came and, uh, and he said, I'm going to do it. And they just bring him up there and he lay hands on people getting healed left and right. How come he didn't receive it? I don't know. That I, that I can't. But he did eventually. He, he passed all those kidneys and just kept going. In other words, having done all the stands, stand there for. Yes. You see, like you, know, you hear me talking about my nose. I don't, you know, just, but I mean, I could say, well, you know, Kathy, go ahead and do the boardroom chat. Or we'll delay it till tomorrow. And, yeah. and well, do you're it. walking through it. I just keep going. It doesn't make any you're difference. Taking a healing. Yeah, taking, instead of taking the sex, taking the healing. And I mean, I feel good. Don't misunderstand me. It's just yeah. what it is is, I guess, pollen and oak. You've got to blow your nose sometimes. Yeah, that's why I got this thing here. <laughs> or I can do this. No, but no. <laughs> oh, Lord, yeah. No, go the other no, way. No, don't go that way. Go the other way. Yeah. So when you understand what God that's is saying. That's disgusting. I know it's disgusting. Hallelujah. But see, you're here to hear God can do what you believe for. Yes. He'll do anything you can believe, but he can't do anything you can't believe. You know, I was just thinking about, Jesse, the uh, message of the angel when he came to to Mary to say that she would have the Son of God, that she would give birth to the Son of God. And then he starts telling her that um, her cousin Elizabeth, who was another old woman, 80 years old or more, right? I think so. And uh, that she would have, she's also with child is what he I don't know how old Elizabeth was. We always have said 80. I don't know why. I don't know. But But anyway, she was older like eight Sarah was older. And then his statement to her, I think it's Luke 137, that says, for with God, nothing shall be with impossible. And one translation says, no word from God is ever impossible of being fulfilled. Well, I love what Mary said. Mary's was even stronger. I mean, she's a 15-year-old virgin core. He said, you're going to conceive and bear a child. She said, how can this be since I know not a man? You know, I'm kind of wondering. She probably even had a date. You know, I, I, I well, think she, she knew that. I, I think Joseph, she, yeah. so she well, she knew Joseph. She knew Joseph, but I mean. She she was going to be married once. Yeah, but you know, in day. those days, you, uh, your parents picked a husband for you and exactly. all that kind of stuff. And things of that nature. But, what, but I like what she said. Let it be even as thou hast said. Mm-hmm. So you know what? She said that after the angel said, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Yeah. Then verse 38 says, and Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me even. according to thy word. Because he had just told us nothing's yeah. impossible. Nothing's too hard. Shall anything be too hard yeah. for God? Is that same hard? powerful message, here it is, dupl- it repeated. Now, I just don't know how God did that. We don't have he to. said the Holy Spirit came upon her and she could say, I don't, that ain't my business to know how. It's my business to believe it. It's my exactly. business to receive it. See, right. that's what you need to understand right now. You're watching this boardroom chat. It's your business to believe what we're saying. It's your business to believe it and then receive it and watch it come to pass. How long is it going to take? I don't know. How long are you going to believe? Having done all the stand, stand therefore. Or right. therefore stand, however you want to do it, you know. And it's God's glorious work. And I'm believing for some of the most, some of the greatest. I'm believing for more partners. In fact, the Lord shut me down one time. He said, don't limit me on your partner base. I was believing, <coughs> excuse me, for a million partners, which I think is quite a lot of partners, you know. And the Lord said, why would you limit me? There's 7.8 billion people on the planet. Can't you let me do what I want to do? I said, forgive me, Lord. Now my natural mind says, oh, sure. That's just impossible. That's why he's here. Right. That's why he gave me believe the unbelievable, receive the impossible, because it's doable. Since I said, I'm, I tell you, maybe the Lord's speaking you to be a partner. 
You ought to become one. I'm telling you. Nothing too big, nothing too small. Let God do what he want to do. Because I'm going to tell you something. The anointing of increase is on me. A man not long ago sent me a, a wonderful donation. And within two days, he had a donation of $235,000. Right. And then I think the next day, he had a donation of $55,000 and didn't know any of the places. God's orchestrating Listen to me. all this, all, leading it's, us. It's on me. I, I don't mean that arrogantly. I, I, God trusts me with finance. I trust him. He trusts me. I trust my partner. They trust. I say it like this. I trust you. You trust me. We both trust God. Mm -hmm. It's just simply the truth. And I'm telling you, man, and I'm believing, I believe for the most craziest thing. People say, boy, his visionary coming. God, am I what he's believing for? Well, Jesus said to go on and preach the gospel to every creature. He knows we live in an economic world. He knows you just can't get there by walking. He knows you can't, but so he's he going to supply enough resource to take care of it spiritually, physically, and financially Amen. in every area. I'm, I just, you want a testimony? The Lord told me to do something for a couple not long ago, and I gave a, uh, well, I gave a large sum uh, to take care of this, and that was in less than 24 hours, 95% uh, of it came back, and within two or three days, all of it came back and over and above. Mm -hmm. Because it was good soil, I'm good soil, and I'm telling you. And you're obedient, right. It's just being obedient. So if you'd like to be a partner, you know, you can just write us here or go to our website, jdm.org, and, and you can give if you want to. Or you can go to PayPal, use that if you want to, or whatever. You can text to give. Whatever. But if you don't want to, then don't. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I tell people, right. don't do that if you don't want to do it. But I want to tell you something. There's a harvest waiting on you if you'll just believe God and don't get defeated with time. Right. And it'll happen. That's I'm so telling good. you, it will come to it's come, How do I know that? Because it comes to pass for me. I, I am a sower of seed to other ministries. Mm -hmm. We give. We're a blessing, man. Right. And we just love to be, to be a blessing. So think about this. It's in Genesis chapter 18. Maybe after we go off, you can read it, where God says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Praise God. There's nothing, nothing. You can sit all day and try to come up with something too hard for him to do, and you're not going to make it. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can do it all your life. You're not because he can do all things. In fact, watch this. We can do all things, all things. through Christ which strengthens us. us. Amen. What kind of strength? The joy of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Isn't that good? That's Anything good. else you got to say before I we go? I want to read a few testimonies. Go ahead. Sarah, you got to Sandra says, hello, Jesse and Kathy. I listen to you faithfully while driving. I always feel... I love that they're driving. They can Amen. watch and listen to that. I always find the rest and peace in the Lord while fellowshipping as I maneuver through traffic and in my meeting destinations. La Danielle says, watching from uh, Washington, visiting my parents and our entire family listens to you now. Oh, what a blessing. Poetis, Thank you. Poetis says, you are sold out to the truth that God is our provider. That makes you the marvelous example of faith for our finances that you are. Keep standing up for Jesus. You are loved and we're behind you. Amen. This Gail says, I'm a partner and I've been blessed. Praise God. Thank you, Jesse, Kathy, and the JDM team. Well, Everything we do is because we have our team helping us here in the, in the uh, TV department as well as in the different places amen. around the ministry, but also the team of partners that help us to put this on. Well, I'll just tell you this much. I'm not going to limit God on the partner base. I'm not going to limit God on the healing of my body. I'm not going to limit God on, 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 on love or any way, shape, or form. And love never faileth. So Amen. I'm not going to limit any of the gifts of the Spirit or the nine fruits of the Spirit or the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Mm -hmm. So as we leave today, I want you to write down something. Make it plain. What do you believe? I just don't. Whew. I don't it's just so much impossible, Brother Jack. I know. 
But then write this down. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? And then once you write it, say, now, Father, I present this petition and supplication. That's in the scripture with thanksgiving, which means if he tell you, say thank you, you're going to do what he said. Amen. Amen. That's what he said. Do it. And just handed it to him. If you're going to give a seed, if you're going to become a partner today, if you want to give a seed. So I believe in a hundredfold. Before you send it to us, say, Lord, I present this seed to you and call in the hundredfold return according to Mark 4 and Mark 10, according to your word. And then so you see. And then you can walk away and don't try to work it. It will work itself and God will honor you. Amen. This is Jesse and Kathy saying, thank you for Allowing us to come into your home, praise. And I made it. See, the devil said I couldn't do this. My nose is full of pollen, but here I is. Nothing Glory too to God. hard for God. No, it is not. So until next time, Jess and Kathy saying we love you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.